Welcome to the Famous for Nothing podcast. This is episode 4-0, also known as 40. Got Jose here, and um, it's been a while since you've been back. Sexy moose, or sexy raccoon. <laughs> the sexy moose. <laughs> sexy raccoon. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been a while. Um, I, I feel like I've been uh, kind of, I don't know, pushing this back. I've been meaning to come back. It's just like, for one reason or, other, or another... Like I get busy, or some unexpected crap happens, and all of a sudden, like I gotta go do that. But uh, today I had a little bit of time, so I figured I'd pay you a visit. Hell yes! Nice mm. to see you again, um, Jose. We were just talking about a few things. Um, uh, the that game, uh, Evil Dead. Oh yeah. I... Uh, um, going God mode. Oh And yeah. uh, Mexico. <laughs> and one thing I was want to ask about. I'm gonna start off in Mexico because that's the first thing we started with. I wanted to ask this when you were saying this, but I was like, I'll just ask it on the podcast. So you're talking about like you're going to you're having a board game and talking about being a kid and uh, um, being sent off to the store because it was like uh, stories on every corner. And how does let me ask this? How how does that work in Mexico? Do you uh, have to have a license or a up, permit? Man, look for a business at, at the age of six, seven when I was going making my little trips to the store. Um, I was picking up beer, all right, for my for my dad or my uncles, and nobody gave a shit, dude. Nobody asked questions. They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, okay, he's just gonna pick up beer." I'm talking about like big forties too, not just like little bottles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I don't think obviously there's loss, but I don't think it's a thing where uh, everybody's kind of like worried about it. It's just everybody does their thing. You gotta survive somehow, so it's kind of understood that you know you're gonna find ways of doing your stuff i feel like if i was in mexico and i saw a little kid come in and he bought beer for you and he walked out i'd be like okay that's mexico like i don't think it would have surprised me <laughs> like hey, okay like how old is your kid my six six by then i already got in a fist fight with two dogs bro. <laughs> <laughs> and just on my way to the store <laughs> all right so there is a common thing obviously things have changed now uh you know like i went to mexico a few years ago and i, I feel like you actually live in mexico when he said he got some time he flew down here to come see me oh yeah, yeah. sure yeah um no but yeah like i grew up in mexico for a good while so you know i have a lot of memories of uh going to the store and and facing all the perils like every time you get sent to the store man it's like you could have made a movie out of it man like the hobbits ain't got shit on me bro <laughs> the stuff that i had to go through just to go get like a fucking uh kilo of like tortillas and stuff dude and it's not just the fact that i had to make it to the store like, i had to make it back home mm-hmm. with the stuff you know i got chased by so many dogs I, I got chased by a fucking turkey one time um let's see obviously there's like uh like gangsters that you gotta avoid there's certain fucking streets that you can't go down because you know like you're gonna get shit okay so what what happens with a gangster what i mean or as a kid a gangster comes up to you like a six-year-old like is he trying to punk you out or yeah like i feel like most of the time they just you know they know you're a kid so Mm -hmm. um they use like fear on you like Mm -hmm. like a fucked up batman or something you know (laughs) try to get you to like give them the money or whatever the hell you're carrying um I wouldn't think that they're, they're actually in, like intentionally trying to beat you up, but I have seen uh, people get beat up. So Just trying to rob you? Yeah. Whatever you got from yeah. the store? At one time we went to uh, the store with my cousin. This It's funny because like, it was his birthday. So they gave him uh, 
but for the sake of argument instead of like uh you know pesos we're gonna talk about like dollars so mm-hmm. let's say for example your uncle comes by his birthday gives you a hundred dollars and for a kid that's a shit ton of fucking money dude so you know he's all happy and uh we go to the store and he buys probably like uh what would be like fifty dollars worth of like tokens for the arcade and he puts them all in one fucking arcade machine he's got like at that point to us it was like unlimited fucking credits mm-hmm. so this one kid you know this older kid comes by and um it was a it's a street fighter uh, arcade machine he comes by challenges my cousin my cousin beats the shit out of him like the absolute dog shit out of him dude gets mad he reaches up on top of the arcade and turns it off <laughs> with all his credits in there so like, yeah and then the store owner obviously she's like well that wasn't my fault so you ain't getting shit back mm-hmm. so he goes back all sad and then uh on our way back we had to cross this little creek so there was like um there was like a little bridge like a makeshift bridge and uh this motherfucker comes out from under the bridge like a goddamn troll mm-hmm. like he was waiting on us he wasn't happy at the fact that he lost to my cousin so uh he comes out from under the bridge and proceeds to punch my cousin in the stomach and take the rest of his fucking money so on his birthday, bro. So it makes him Batman. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's common, I guess. Speaking of, like, you talking about money is a lot to a kid, whatever. My son has a piggy bank. And inside of his piggy bank, he probably has a good amount of money. He has more, like, fives and twenties more than, like, dollar bills and stuff. But I let him take care of his own money. If he ever wants to get something from the store or whatever or at school, like he can always take out take it out and buy something with it. He's responsible for his own money. Okay, so he was uh, getting money for something at school. He said he want, really wanted it, and I was like, okay, whatever. You know, he got his own money. And then um, he said that at first he got a dollar, right? And I think it was what he wanted was like two dollars. I was like, you gotta get two dollars. Then he brought it back a five. And then um, I was like, yeah, you can use that. And that was the end of it, I thought. Anyway, my girlfriend's taking out the trash. And when she takes out the trash, she opens it up and she sees a $5 bill in the trash. And I was like, or or she's like, Phoenix, why is that $5 bill in the trash can? He goes, because it's broken. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. And took it out and it's like torn on the top, whatever, just like a little tear in it. And she's like, you don't ever throw away money. I was telling him, too. He was like, yes, you don't throw away money. Like, you're responsible for your own money. But if you ever throw, throw money away again, like, you're not going to be responsible for no more. Because now I'm wondering, like, how much money has he been throwing away that has, like, little terriers and stuff in it? Because oh, yeah. he's had a good amount of money. And I've not checked his piggy bank, but probably should now. That's fucking. That's one of the things, like, as a kid, you don't really think about, I guess. You're just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, it's ripped is worthless now. <laughs> yeah he's like i don't want that one it's broken I'm like that's not broken you know but i want to hear about you going beast mode uh, oh uh, actually no just tell the tell them where you went to first all right so i know like in the previous podcast like i've talked about how you know i go to the competitions for tekken and that's been like a big part of my life for a few years now and um like it started as a hobby but i feel like now it's you know kind of evolving to something else like i can actually see a future and maybe like profiting at some point not necessarily as a, as a professional gamer but there's other uh, opportunities there where maybe i could you know sometime in the future make a profit from so um 
I went to uh, Vegas, you know, last month, and we went to compete at Evo, which if anybody knows uh, what that is or doesn't know what that is, I should say, is uh, the equivalent of like the World Cup for fighting games. Like, this is as good as it gets, man. Mm-hmm. If you look at Evo, by the way, if someone who doesn't know what it is, you look at it, look it up. It is like thousands of people in an arena all watching people like compete against each other in games oh yeah man. it's insane it, actually it, it really is like i feel like i watched it on you know obviously I, I watched the live streams for like a few years since i've been following you know fighting games and stuff um which all that like my passion for fighting games like started in mexico you mm-hmm. know? so watching uh watching evil like doesn't know justice um compared to like when you're actually there I've been wanting to go to Evo for like almost 10 years, I guess, at this point. And finally, I got the chance to go. And um, it's it's surreal, man. Like, it, I've been in big competitions. Um, but I can tell you as, as a Dragon Ball Z fan, like, as, as a... Because I know you love Dragon Ball just as much as I do. Probably have not even Yeah, we're going to talk about that movie here in a minute. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I've been saving that one for you. <laughs> but um, it is the equivalent of the Tournament of Power. Like, in the Tournament of Power, you got different universes coming in and, you know, competing against each other. Um, at EVO, you have people from all over the fucking world, bro coming in and, and competing like it never hits like what, me telling you it's not gonna be the what, same what, what which guy was it and where's he from i think he's a tekken player but he's like from another country he got delayed and all this other shit oh that's uh arslan ash yeah like, what you want to explain his story because that one was crazy so for the longest time the koreans dominated tekken mm-hmm. like it's still kind of do like every competitive game like um, like the koreans were on top of their game man they even got like a technique named after them the korean backdash um, because they're the kind of the pioneers that discovered uh, this. Um, I wouldn't even say like hidden game mechanic, but it's more like an un- unintentional game mechanic. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're the ones that kind of, in a sense, discovered it and, and spread it all over the world. But so for many years, the Koreans dominated. Um, Japan was like a close second, and maybe then the U.S. Like after that, but uh, a few years back, like I don't know where this guy from Pakistan comes out. And he just starts delivering piping hot ass whoopings, bro. <laughs> like it, you know, this guy just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, like we didn't even know that there were people that there was a Tekken community in Pakistan, basically. Yeah. You know, and then that kind of started opening up the the floodgates for like all these other countries. All of a sudden, they started coming out of nowhere. Oh, you know what? Like Peru's got like really good <laughs> players now. You know, like South America has like good Tekken players. Um, I think there's a, a community somewhere like in Africa, like in mid-Africa, that apparently has really good Tekken players. So all these like smaller countries or, or countries that you would not think of, they got really good players, you know. But I feel like if it wasn't for Austin Nash, like um, kind of being the underdog and dominating, uh, we might have not even been aware that there's other people other than Korea, U.S., mm-hmm. and Japan. It wasn't like he spent the last of every money he had, and then he got like plane delayed, and it was just oh a yeah, bunch there of was stuff. The, like, and he showed up to a tournament like as he was like supposed to be coming on. Yeah, he, so um, 
one of the stories is basically him trying to make it to Evo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he mentions something about like, his plane getting delayed and then getting uh, detained by immigration over the, his uh, visa, his mm-hmm. visitor visa. And he was basically like sleeping or not sleeping, but he was detained like at the airport. So he it was like no sleep, no Wait, food. Didn't he tell them that like they asked him why he's here and he's like, I'm trying to compete in a video game tournament. They're like, you're full of shit. Yeah, you're pretty much, man. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, kid, whatever. You know, but uh, so he had so many setbacks. And finally, when everything got cleared up, you know, they gave him the go ahead and he gets on a taxi and he made it uh, to the tournament, basically, as they're calling his name to like go play, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he goes up, he's, you know, starving because he hasn't eaten in like the better part of 24 hours. He hasn't had any uh, sleep and he still somehow manages to like beat the crap out of everybody and, you know, becomes a world champion at that point. So that that's like. Wait, did he actually win Evo? Yeah, yeah, he oh, won. Damn. I think he won. Uh, he won that year, and I think he actually won Evo Japan too. And uh, he started just beating like all these tournaments, dude. So for the for the longest time, uh, he was dominating until this year, like I, which was amazing. Uh, he got taken by by his sparring partner like during the tournament. So he, I think he made third this year. And uh, he ended up losing to his training partner, and his training partner got second, and he got beat by a Korean. So the Koreans took back Tekken mm-hmm. this year. Damn. It, it is pretty cool, though. Like, it's not the championship, but, like, you know, right before the champ ch- championship, you're, you and your sparring partner, sparring partner are, like, you know, going head-to-head. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's... It kind of sucks when you got to get a team kill because mm-hmm. it's happened to like, you know, me and like my uh, crew a couple of times. Like I had to take out Edgar a few times. One time he took me out, you know, and then uh, obviously like um, there's been times when I, I get taken out by Luis, uh, which before Evo, we went to a, a tournament called the Southern Fried Tournament or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another like small story. Where we signed up, and it was sort of like a last-minute thing, too. We showed up, and it's like a tournament, but it's also a convention. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there trying to warm up, you know, playing a few matches or whatever. And this guy comes up, and he's like, hey, hey, do you guys know who uh, Machete is? Because, you know, that's my gamer tag. Mm-hmm. Like, that's me, man. What's up? Oh, you got to fight my buddy, like, you know, on the first round. And he's shitting bricks over there, man, because, like, uh, it shows on the... Uh, on smash gg which is like where we were where you register for like all these tournaments mm-hmm. there's an option that if you click on it it gives you like the projected uh like wins i guess so according to the projections i was supposed to like end up getting first place i was supposed to win and i'm i'm sitting there like laughing because this guy's never even seen me mm-hmm. but he's already shitting bricks at the fact that i'm supposed to win it's dangerous to even look at that while you're in a competition yeah um i i used to make the mistake of looking at the uh, bracket and looking up like the players that i'm supposed mm-hmm. to face and uh i found that i did that for a good while and i was kind of psyched myself out so like now like i don't even look at the bracket even like during uh tournaments i try to avoid conversations about the bracket you know i want to go in there like with a clear mind and uh no um no predictions or no uh 
you know, conceptions of like what the the opponent has to bring or whatever, or his skill level. So I'll just like take everything, you know, in the moment. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't worry about um, looking up stats or gameplays or anything. I just go in, do my thing. If I win, I win. If I don't, you know, I'll try to put up a fight anyway. Uh, we, me and my girlfriend's actually been talking about you not too long ago. Oh so, my god! Yeah, we're like, man, Jose. That's it. No, <laughs> we was actually talking about um, Dragon Con. Oh yeah. Because talking about like, who to go to Dragon Con with, I was like Jose, Jose, his wife, or whoever he goes with. Which uh, last year I played third at Dragon Con at Tekken. Yeah. So, I feel like I didn't do too bad. I feel like my Tekken life is not too bad you know my uh, competition wise mm -hmm. um but i mean going back to uh evo i i actually managed to make top 20 percent. so for my first time being at evo and and the kind of skill that is you know the best in the world oh yeah dude like everybody there is is good man you know even the suckiest player mm -hmm. you know they're pretty good I feel like all my matches, even like, you know, casual matches were um, sort of like a test. You know, I, I had to adapt. I had to like really um, kind of get in my opponent's head and all that stuff. So I, I feel like I learned a lot just playing different people from like, you know, different places, like all over the world. Um, the guy that, I, that took me out, he was like extremely nervous when he went to like shake my hand and stuff at the beginning of the match like mm -hmm. he's shaking and i kind of try to use that against him because i'm like oh this guy's way more nervous than i am mm -hmm. and uh i feel like if it was a longer set i, I would have probably overtaken him but at that point he had better knowledge than i did so but yeah man um the <sighs> evil feels like like the real life tournament of power bro and so you know going beast mode and stuff or ultra instinct as it was put um there were a couple of times in in my matches where like it looked like i was about to lose mm -hmm. and like i don't know where i just made like huge comebacks like i was making like really good uh reads and stuff <laughs> excuse me i was making really good reads um i was making really good decisions on the stuff that i was doing and the thing is, like, I was literally just kind of reacting. Like, at that point, my, my mind was just kind of somewhere else. And it's kind of weird to describe because I remember at least two instances where, like, I'd get this weird, like, feeling, like, in my chest, almost like a big adrenaline rush, but not quite. And then all of a sudden, uh, like, I was just reacting. Like, it, it's not like... Uh, like usually, you know, like when you're playing a game, you're kind of like in your head, kind of figuring stuff out. Oh, I'm gonna do this, and if he does this, I'm gonna do that. Mm -hmm. At that point, man, like it's almost like, like my body was just reacting. Ultra instinct. Pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what the hell just happened, like in my head, because mm -hmm. even to me, I'm like, I, I should have lost that one. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what happened, but I should have lost that one, and. uh at one point, Edgar's like, dude, I don't know what it was, but, like, I was watching your match, dude, and holy shit, man, like, it's like you went ultra instant. Like, you you were losing, and mm -hmm. I don't know where, like, 
you were dodging everything, you were making really good reads, and you were like punishing every attack. I felt and like if you just if you're about to die, whatever, and you know you're about to win, and then like you you get like one good hit on a combo on that guy, it probably makes them like fucking nervous as hell too, like starts making them fuck up and whatnot. Cause like, say if I'm just full off and I've got you down, you're pretty much dead, right? And I'm like, okay, overconfidence kind of. And then you just get like a one good combo on me, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I just gotta finish, I just gotta finish him, and type of thing. And then you just fuck him up from there, like. Like it, it happens, man. Even in uh, even in like, non-competition settings, you know, even like training sessions, there's been times when you're like a pixel away from dying, and you know you made really good comebacks. And I, I feel like, obviously, most of the best stories come from like people who made extremely good comebacks. Mm-hmm. So. Um, like oh, like one of my uh, matches. I think it was the one before I actually got taken out. I was kind of tripping out a little bit because I I watched the guy play and he looked like he was pretty solid and uh, very confident, man. Mm-hmm. And I should you not right before the match because I played like three matches back to back, and usually you know you got like a little bit of waiting time, and people try to use that to kind of recover like mentally a little bit. And uh, the the organizer was like, "Are you ready to play again?" I'm like, "Nah, man, just I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, you gotta give me a few minutes." Mm-hmm. And I, I legit went to the bathroom just to kind of clear my head, like you know, on the mm-hmm. on the way over there and on the way back. Like, I, I didn't really need to go, but I needed to clear my head a little bit because I was kind of a bit intimidated. Yeah, take a shit. I, I was basically <laughs> shitting bricks at that point, you know, but uh. I kept telling myself, like, no, like, I made it this far, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I've already uh, surpassed my goal. Because my goal has always been, um, if I get one win, I did good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even if I win, like, one set or one round, you know, like, I, I just I just want to win at least a round and then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I never set out to, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to beat this guy and then... Uh, you know, I'm going to be, like, the strongest, uh, like, player in here. Or, like, I'm going to dominate this tournament. I feel like that's the wrong mindset to kind of go in with. So, I set, like, smaller goals. If I get one good hit or if I get one, if I land, like, a ridiculous move, then I'm good. And at that point, you know, like I said, I was kind of shitting bricks a bit. So, I started thinking to myself, I'm like, I already kind of surpassed my goal. Like, my my initial goal was uh, win one match. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the trip is not wasted. You know, the trip was worth it. And at that point, like, I, I've already uh, beaten, like, two or three other guys. And I started thinking, it, you know, from a different perspective. I'm like, these guys came came to Vegas from other places just like I did. And I sent them home. Mm-hmm. You know, I beat them. I sent them home. So I started to get a little more hyped. Like, yeah, they went home because of me. Like, mm-hmm. All right, you know, let's go. Let's see what we can do about this guy is whatever. If I win, I win. And um, so, you know, I'm playing, and he's got, like, his crew with him. Like, he's got, like, his entourage. And anytime he landed a hit, you'd hear them, like, cheering him on and mm-hmm. stuff. And then at one point, uh, I think one of them mentioned something like, send his ass home. And mm-hmm. that kind of triggered me. I was wearing headphones, too. So, like, I was trying to block everything out. Mm-hmm. But you can still kind of hear, you know, a little bit. And and I, for whatever reason, that kind of triggered me. And I'm like, I'm not going home, man. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm not going home. I don't want to go home yet. Like, and all of a sudden I get that fucking feeling again. Like, it's just like that burst, like in, in my chest. And I'm like, all right, it's going to happen. And I was, um, I was like three moves ahead in my mind. I'm like, all right, he's probably going to do this. And I need to be like this far apart from him so he can miss. And then I can get a good, you know, combo. But it all happened in like fractions of a second. And next thing you know, like I beat him. And I beat him to the point where he got really salty. Like he got up and usually, you know, as um, good sportsmanship would say, hey, man, you know, fist bump at least or something. This, This dude just like get straight up. He's like beat red. He don't even fucking uh, acknowledges uh, the tournament organizer. Mm-hmm. He starts walking away, you know, like... You probably see that a lot, too, don't oh, you? Oh, man. Just, like, ragers. Funny enough, I don't think I've seen it as, as often. Mm. But I have seen people get really upset over, like, losing. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, it didn't register with me, you know, like, that he got up and he was that upset. Up until uh, Luis mentioned, it's like, man, like... That guy was really pissed off. And then uh, here comes Edgar. Yeah, man, he got really salty. He didn't even shake your hand. And I'm like, you know what? He, he didn't shake my hand. He just kind of got up. And, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, to me, like, as soon as I beat him, I, I was still, like, awestruck. I'm like, I actually won. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the guy that I was fearing, and I actually won. You got another step up. Yeah, so there oh. were multiple times during uh, EVO when um, I guess I was just reacting. Like, mm-hmm. I would... And after that, like, I've been trying to uh, figure out how to just kind of tap into that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just like Goku, uh, when Vegeta asked him how, how he did it, he's like, I don't I don't know. It just kind of happened. That's sort of like this. Like, I don't know how I did it. It just kind of happened. Um, if you look to your left, that is the camera <laughs> I got ready for you. <laughs> so, like, he asked me for my GoPro, okay, to go to Evo. And I didn't care. But I think the problem with that was, is that there was a lot, like the footage on it was, it wasn't full, but I mean, it was like maybe two hours left or something like that. So I took all the memory from it and put it into an SD. But the problem is that SD didn't really have space either. It's just a bunch of bullshit. The only thing I put it on is my WD um, SD card, which is like tons of terabytes. Problem is I can't have the, the, it's the, the back of it, the way the cable is. Um, I don't have more than one slot uh, for that. So in order to have that plugged in and to plug that in, I would have to transfer that into a smaller SD, like half of it, and then unplug my mouse and then plug it in. (laughs) Oh, no, unplug my keyboard, sorry. Unplug my keyboard, then transfer that. I had to do it like three different times. It took almost the whole day. (laughs) I feel your pain because uh, I was given like a small um, like Chromebook. Yeah. And it only has one USB port. Mm-hmm. So there's times when, like, I'm trying to transfer uh, files or, or gameplay or something onto the, you know, the um, Chromebook. And I have to unplug my mouse because, mm-hmm. you know, I only got one freaking USB port. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel your pain on that. I stayed up so long doing that, too. Like, then, which is probably why I fucking passed out. <laughs> <laughs> but I stayed up. I stayed up to make sure it got finished because he needed it the next day because he was leaving. And anyway... Um, he asked me when I think it was after work or something if he can come get it. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't mind. And then um, I just fell asleep <laughs> on my couch, on the bed, wherever I was at. And then um, 
I woke up and the first thing I thought of was like, oh shit, Jose. <laughs> and I messaged him. I was like, hey man, you haven't came by yet, right? He's like, yeah, dude, I knocked and you didn't answer. <laughs> yeah, I was out here for at least a solid like 10 minutes, man. Really? Yeah, dude. Damn, that makes me feel even worse. Like, I, I knocked, I knocked the, at least like three really good times, you know. And I'm like, all right, you know, he's probably taking a dump or something or, you know, whatever. And then finally I kind of just gave up because we had other stuff we had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, I, didn't, I hadn't even finished packing at that point. Like, I was left it to, like, the last minute. So, I'm like, all right, I got to go do that and and see what I could come up with uh, as far as a backup for that. But, uh, so, we left. And as soon as I get back into uh, my vehicle, I think Edgar's like, I don't think he's home. I'm like, nah, he, I think he's probably passed out, man. Like, it's all right. We know we'll make it work. <laughs> but. I feel bad, dude. Don't feel too bad because I think that even if I had gotten it, uh, I don't think that I would have had a uh, like much to record and that's just because like everybody was so busy with everything that was going on like mm-hmm. every, you know even on like day 2 we're still trying to take everything in i think um maybe it's a good thing that i didn't get the camera because we really don't have much footage of anything even mm-hmm. on our phones you know everybody was kind of just living in the moment and for uh, our first evo i feel like in the moments better yeah you know you get to enjoy it a little better mm-hmm. you know and so like now for next year uh, you know if we end up going next year i feel like we'll, we're gonna be a little bit more prepared and you know because i would like to have uh, not just for evo but any tournament i i talked about it with uh my you know teammates like we need like a dedicated cameraman mm-hmm. you know because as it is um I feel like everybody's kind of in that mindset that you're there to compete and nobody's really worrying about taking pictures or video, you know, like mm-hmm. you got to focus on one thing. No, that's kind of a hard flex if you're walking around with a team and a cameraman. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, there's a hard uh, flex. Yeah, I mean, either that or you come off like a fucking it, jerk, bro. No, like, no I'll, I'll, be, I'll be cool. I'll be, I'll be um, messaging the opponent. Like, so, yeah, you heard, you heard your face in uh, the machete. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that? And how do you, what, what is your game plan? Like, uh, no post, comment. <laughs> post fight interviews and yeah. everything. Where do you think you went wrong? Yeah. <laughs> just kind of rubbing it in. <laughs> just, just getting even more nervous. <laughs> did you think you were going to win against yeah. this guy? <laughs> Dude, why did you even sign up? Like, <laughs> and when, I, when, I, when I'm recording, I just get real close to him. Like, I don't know if there's like a, a, a rule or whatever but again i get like some kind of pass where i can just get right next to him so when, <laughs> while he's playing against you i just like i'm just recording him like <laughs> right here and he's just like trying to avoid me but no that that camera um it's clear now for but that counts <laughs> well you know i'll keep that in mind for the next uh, there's actually a, a tournament coming up in october uh it's called the kumite mm-hmm which, you know, if you're a Bloodsport fan, you know, that Van Damme movie, you kind of know what a Kumite is. But uh, they've been doing it for at least a good 15 years. And last time we went, I think it was, it might have been at the beginning of the year. But they're doing one again in October. And apparently that's going to be the final one. Like, after that, they're oh, not yeah. doing it anymore. Yeah, I think I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, so uh, hopefully we get to go to that one. Just, you know, it'd be a good send-off, really. Because uh, I think that was the first uh, major tournament that I actually went to. So it'd kind of be like a good thing. Just 
you know, be there one last time. That's mm-hmm. actually where I ended up meeting uh, the world champ Barca Nash, you know. I ended up playing him there uh, just for fun. And at the time, like, the skill gap was fucking huge, man. It was amazing. Um, I feel like anytime I've been to a tournament, um, at least the bigger ones, like, I come to find out that there's, like, you know, we always related to Dragon Ball because most of mm-hmm. us are Dragon Ball fans. Like, I feel like there's, like, other, like, power levels, like, beyond what we think is possible. Um, like, the first time that I went, you know, it, um, well, I wouldn't say the first time, but the first time Jordan went, we ended up uh, facing off against uh, some pros. And I don't think he ever thought about, you know, the fact that uh, he could face a pro. Because mm-hmm. I remember his reaction. I'm like, oh, man, freaking pork chops here. And he's like, what? Yeah, man, pork chops here. And he kind of laughed it off. And then like, he's standing right over there, bro. Mm-hmm. He looks over and you can see like the change in his face. Like if he was, if he had confidence in mm-hmm. him at that point, like everything just went away, dude, as mm-hmm. soon as he saw Porkchop. Because I don't think he realized that uh, we basically interact with these pro players like all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and which, you know, he might have been a bit starstruck just because these are people that if you Google them or if you like look it up on YouTube, they'll pop up right away, you know. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they've been around for a while. But I remember fighting Porkchop back then. And obviously, like, compared to, like, the skill that I have now, I was basically a scrub back then. But I thought I was okay. You know, you, you had that mentality. Where, well, you know, I'm not doing too bad. I'm winning a few matches online here and there. And uh, it was the equivalent of, like, when Goku fought Beerus. How Beerus took him out of, like, two hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was me after that match. I was literally just getting up out of the chair like Goku. And like, I, I never imagined there was a power like this, you know. And that kind of like motivated me to just keep going at it. Because initially my goal was uh, I'm going to do three tournaments and then I'm good. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of my bucket list, really. All right, I'm going to enter like a couple of Tekken tournaments. I'm going to enter three tournaments. And win or lose, whatever, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we are like, you know, six, seven years later. And I'm, I'm still doing this and... You know, even after EVO, um, my plan was actually to uh, not retire, but kind of take a break from it. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember I even mentioned it before. I'm like, yeah, man, whenever we come back from EVO, I'm just going to drop Tekken for a while. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to play other games. And But as soon as I got taken out, like, I was a bit upset. It kind of did get me down for, like, 10 minutes. You know, like, I, I legit, like, I felt like I, uh, like I let so many people down. You know, I didn't, I, but then I started to rationalize it like, well, I surpassed my goal. I took out the one guy that, that I thought was like going to give me the most trouble. Not only that, but I pissed him off, you know, <laughs> I, I sent some people home and I landed on, uh, I think I made, um, one, uh, I placed at like 193, mm-hmm. which for uh, Tekken, they had 1,210 players. So to play like 193, that's still pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I started thinking, well, there's players from all over the world. There's, you know, all kinds of skill levels and stuff. So that's actually not bad. You know what? I didn't do too bad. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, it just kind of, like, I don't know, uh, like, reignited, like, that fire, I guess. And I'm like, and as soon as that happened, I'm like, you know what? Like, I, I can't give it up, man. Because if I made it this far, like, 
on my first try, I wonder where I'm gonna be like a year from now. Mm-hmm. You know, or and, even like three, four years from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of giving it up, I've actually tried to uh, approach it in a different way now. Like, you know, what I would consider my training sessions, I try to approach them differently now. I try to like be more analytical about the way that I'm playing or the way my opponent is playing. So. Um, I guess my plans to leave Tekken kind of didn't go through. Instead, I can kind of see myself playing for many years, and especially now that uh, we basically got Tekken 8 announced. So, Do you think it's Tekken 8 or Tekken Tag, tag Team? Probably it, 8, huh? It's probably going to be 8, man. Yeah. Because uh, <clears throat> they kind of have a trend where, like, they had Tekken 1, 2, and 3, and then Tag mm-hmm. 4, 5, 6, Tag 2. So I guess if anything, if the trend keeps going, it's probably gonna be after like Tekken Nine, if anything. Hmm. But you know, we'll see. So let's uh, talk about that Dragon Ball movie. I'm not gonna lie, I thought you was gonna hate it. I thought you was gonna hate it, dude. I went in there hating it, to be honest, bro. Like you, when it got announced, I'm like, oh man, let's go on. All right, I'm gonna watch it anyway, just because. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, because. I know you're a Gohan fan, man. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Before or after? Like, before and after. Before, I was not... I, my bar was very low. Um, because one is featuring Gohan, and I've been disappointed since, you know, the sale. Oh, yeah. we had this conversation. Yeah, and it's also length. CGI, so anime CGI doesn't really normally work out. And... I don't know. I just I wasn't feeling like it was gonna be really good, and I was just, I was prepared to be disappointed. So, but I guess afterwards I wasn't disappointed. Um, there was definitely some weird shit in there. Um, uh, Cell came back. Spoiler, but Cell is a, a giant, which I would prefer him if he wasn't a giant. And also, Cell is imperfect. He didn't get finished. Cell Max wasn't actually Max. He finished. He you know came out like second form basically. Yeah. So you know he sell Max could probably take out a lot of people if he was actually fully finished. That's so what you know they're saying. Like hey, if Cell got finished, he could take out like Broly, Gohan, Goku, Vegeta, Beerus, all of them if he was actually finished. Which is crazy to think of. I don't know. Gohan. I love Gohan in that movie. I don't like his new form too much. Beast Gohan, I think is what they call him. Um, oh, man. Don't even get me started. Well, I'll bro, give you my two cents here in a little bit. It's just, it's literally just a fan-made movie canon. That's all it really is. Piccolo, what the fuck is up with his form? Like, I don't know. I don't like the design, but I like I do love the fact that they finally gave him a, a higher power level. Mm-hmm. You know, that they finally cut him a break. Well, I never... I don't... No Nomekians ever like transformed i don't think besides like slug i think right no slug didn't even transform he just got big yeah that, that was like their staple go-to move and even then like it's always been stated that they don't necessarily get stronger it's just mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. So. so yeah i just i don't know i i feel like piccolo namekians probably shouldn't have a second form maybe but well technically it wasn't like two forms was it because when he first got the the power, like he boosted up and he turned like yellow, and then by the end, that's when he turned orange and he got like buffered. I thought the yellow and orange was the same. 
No. Hmm. I don't know. Because, like, at the end, like, I guess he finally unlocks his... Because uh, there's a whole thing that he mentions something about, like, oh, you know, I thought that was it. Or yeah. Whatever. And apparently, I can power up even more and throw some more bullshit out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm also getting tired of the the movies a little bit because it's the same formula. Like, it's... Um, they find a bad guy. He's really strong. They're not strong enough. So, they get a new power level, new color change or whatever, and then they can win because of that. I... I kind of half agree with you on that, uh, just because I don't think there's much more you can kind of go with a story that's mm-hmm. all about fighting. Well, and the go- Battle of Gods ending, I love that ending. Like, yeah, he got a new form and stuff, but he lost, and he admitted to it. He's like, yeah. hey, and then it set up, you know, a new universe. It's, it had a lot of stuff to it. But these movies are pretty much kind of standalone a little bit. I mean, Broly was, a, you know, announced. I you think know, so. Uh, Broly's well, in it now, but still. I think the only thing that we get out of, in a positive way, out of these movies... Uh, more Dragon Ball. Is more Dragon Ball. But also, uh, just the fact that, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's becoming canon now. Because, mm-hmm. you, know? you know, Dragon Ball Z and Down, I don't, I don't think any of those were uh, canon, you know. But uh, I don't, you know, like I was, I guess I was trying to say, story-wise, I think everything's going to be about the same. Um because you know it's all about finding a new power level new bad guy and then you know struggling a little bit and then beat him but like like that's kind of like the same thing that uh that every fighting game kind of has in common there's always a tournament Mm -hmm. you know and everybody goes in and beats the crap out of each other and try to be number one you know Mm -hmm. i mean mortal Kombat. you know they're at mortal Kombat, street fighter you know the world warrior tournament or whatever uh tekken king of iron fist tournament you know Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's only so much you can tell story-wise, and by now we've seen it like time and time again that you know it's that it sort of kind of sucks now. It's kind of getting old. Yeah, there's only so much you can do. That's very problematic. But yeah, I mean, I wish I could like Battle of Gods. I did not, you know, expect to leave that theater thinking that Goku lost. Like, I like I really like that ending. Like, he gave it everything, even with his new power up. Like becoming a god and still losing i feel like uh, well you know i guess i'm gonna go into my thoughts on the movie you know as, as soon as they got announced i'm like all right you know the name's kind of dumb dragon ball super superhero mm-hmm. and uh then i started seeing you know the concept art and and i guess the trailer was very deceptive if i do say so myself because because of the trailer i kind of already hated it before it came out you know, because I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be Gohan again. You know, it's all Gohan. So, and I, I hate Gohan, bro. Gohan's such a good character. He had the thing is like, Gohan is is basically the Superman of Dragon Ball, dude. Okay, no, and I will say this. I'm I'm talking to Jordan. I have this theory about how Super Saiyan two Gohan is almost as strong as Super Saiyan three Goku. Um, whenever you know when it was first announced, like he's Super Saiyan two, and now Goku Super Saiyan three. But um. I think this proves my point a little bit more, and the reason of that is is because Gohan's potential grows as he ages, and I don't mean his potential as in like he can just get stronger. Like Gohan, there's a potential inside of like I feel like everybody, but Gohan's potential just rises way more than anybody else because his he got his power unlocked in the Mekan Saga, right? By Guru Man, whatever, and then from there, like a few years, he became Susan too. And then seven years later, you got Ultimate Gohan, 
who was stronger than Gotenks, Su um, Piccolo, Super Boo, all that, whenever Super Boo was like absorbed, right? So you got that, and then you got Beast Gohan now, which I hate saying that. Beast Gohan. This is, I feel like they should have came up with a better. First of all, I feel like they should have come up with a better design, man. Like, yeah, it looks it's fucking literally terrible, my GT, opinion. not GT, um, just AF, I think is what it's called. The Dragon Ball fan thing. That's what it looks like. It just looks like a fan-made Gohan well, character. But then, you know, everything you just said kind of reinforces what I was saying. Like, I, I feel like Gohan is the Superman of Dragon Ball. Superman basically never had to work for anything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, his powers were his powers from the get-go. Same as Gohan. Like, he had all that potential in him. Like, he really hardly ever had to work for anything. No, dude, it, he, he's, he's like Batman. It was understood. It was understood that because he's a hybrid, he was going to... He potentially was gonna be stronger than like you know full-blooded saying which makes no fucking sense in my opinion but be that as it may um he was basically given you know written to like uh, be goku's replacement or whatever you want to call it and um he was supposed to from the get-go be that strong you know same thing with superman dude he's always he always had that potential in him and uh they never really explored you know how how awesome he could have been and I, guess I was listening to your podcast like I was telling you earlier and then I got to that point where in the beginning you talked about how uh, I stopped playing uh, Kakarot because of the Gohan thing oh like, man yeah dude it's actually I got a, I got platinum in that now I, I have platinum in like very very few games I got all Kingdom Hearts Ghost of Tsushima Spider-Man and Kakarot but see like that that kind of like tells you uh not just how much i hate gohan but like how much they ruined the character for me like they made him into such a whiny crybaby and if you go back and you really like watch you know everything gohan mm. was in all the major arcs there's always somebody getting their ass handed to them or somebody getting killed because of him i mean that's not that's not a lot yeah, I mean, you know, so like, yeah, you know, because he refuses to pull the trigger when he needs to. Yeah, he, yeah. Gohan can be a little bitch, but he's also a badass. I mean, the only he reason he transformed to Super Saiyan two is because you know, like, it, it, he got triggered by sixteen, basically, mm -hmm. uh, getting. Which know. is weird because he saw his daughter about to die, which he thought was Piccolo. You know, he th he thought his daughter was about to die, and then he just gets power up. But eight, eighteen uh, is the one that triggers him. I'm like. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, there was, should be he, well, the the point where he was about to get redeemed mm -hmm. was, uh, in my opinion, was uh, Ultimate Gohan. He shows up, throws hands for like two minutes, and then gets too cocky and gets absorbed. Like, mm -hmm. bro. Okay, so I don't know this, but every time Gohan gets a big power up, like when he does that, he always gets over over cocky, like overconfident. Like, remember when Super Saiyan 2, he was just taking out Cell and all the uh, Cell Juniors, and Goku and everyone else just like, just fucking kill him. He's like, no, I'm gonna make him torture. I'm gonna torture him. Make him pay for what he's done. You know? And everyone's like, no, just finish the job. He's like, nah. That's my point, man. <laughs> like, like, he never pulls he gets, the trigger when he needs to. Like, he never so has. Gohan is such a gentle figure, right? Even when he turns Super Saiyan... put it fucking no, gentle, no, man. No, Goku Gohan, was a gentle figure. Listen, like, even when he goes Super Saiyan 2, you got the little bird and stuff because, you know, 16 was into nature and all this other stuff. Like, Gohan is a gentle figure and he doesn't want to hurt people. He hates to fight, right? 
Which Which also makes makes him a terrible fucking Saiyan, if you ask me. Yeah, but he he just doesn't like to hurt people. That's just how it is. And I think that's the reason why I used to relate with him back in the day. I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't don't like hurting people either, man. Get out of my apartment, man. (laughs) But, like, um, yeah. But when he goes Super Saiyan, or not Super Saiyan 2, but, like, when he gets a stupid power-up and he's overconfident, that just goes out the window. He likes to fucking, like, hurt people. Like... When? What? He does. When? No, when we like, he's like, no, Cell needs to fucking just like torture or whatever. And then Ultimate Gohan, like, instead of just finishing him, he just wants to fucking like beat his ass for a bit. Like, he doesn't want to. He's like, you know, I'm gonna kill you, whatever. He could have just killed him there, but no, the dude wants just to fuck with him and just like make him feel pain. Like, he enjoys giving people pain whenever I, he gets a power I, up. I guess, you know, you might say, you might, you specifically might mm-hmm. say he turns into a sadist. I say he just becomes a dumbass. <laughs> he refuses to fucking pull the trigger. <laughs> I, he just, I feel like he just, he's such a gentle person, but then when he gets that power up, he's just like, I want to torture. It's and, like, <laughs> like, what? like, he has the potential mm-hmm. to literally eliminate just about any fucking threat Dragon Ball's had since, mm-hmm. you know, he's been around. And he just, for one reason or another, he doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody that has to get hurt or killed even before you can actually pull the trigger. And even then, he fucking hesitates. Mm-hmm. For, you know, good example, like you said, Super Saiyan 2. You're like, oh, this is it, man. He's going to kill Cell. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He fucking plays with Cell Juniors and then he tries to fuck around with Cell for a while. Yeah, c- no, he, no, he kills all the Cell Juniors one hit just to show Cell, like, hey, like, these people ain't shit to me and then he tort- and then he like fucks with Cell like constantly and there's a there's a lot of times where they tell him like hey just fucking finish the job and he's like nah and then his dad gets blown up and like I guess that doesn't do much either <laughs> but yeah that, and that's the other thing like okay his dad fucking sacrificing means nothing but this fucking robot bitch that he knew for like five minutes actually mm-hmm. like triggers him mm-hmm. come on man but to show how strong he can be, dude, I'm sorry. This is why I'm talking about, like, do you, how how strong do you think Super Saiyan 2 Goku would have been with a perfect cell at the, very, at the end of Cell? Probably not that much of a difference, really. Yeah. But, okay, but then I'm, I'm not denying the fact that uh, Gohan at Super Saiyan 2 was, like, insanely powerful. You know, I'm actually telling you, mm-hmm. he is powerful. Well, my, is- my theory that pisses off Jordan is because I think that Gohan Super Saiyan 2 is like just a little bit notches below Super Saiyan 3 Goku. And the reason I say that is because, like I said, like uh, I think Vegeta Super Saiyan 2 or Goku Super Saiyan 2 fighting Perfect Cell probably wouldn't be that much of a difference. Maybe they maybe they take him out no problem. Maybe not. I don't know. But whenever he fought Cell at the end, when he finally, like, took him out, he even said multiple times, like, I only have 50% of my power. Like, his armor's broken, and he says, I don't even have half of my power. And they're like, you got 50%'s all you need. Whatever. And so, when he finishes Perfect Cell, he finishes him with 50% of his power. So imagine if him at 100%, how strong that is. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, go I, wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't disagree with you. But, you know, at the same time, like, it just reinforces what I just said. He's got so much fucking potential, and he refuses to pull the trigger. <laughs> no, nah, dude. He, like, he just doesn't. Yeah, true. Like, it, I don't know, man. Wait, how did he, um, how did, I forgot, the movie. How did Cell die? Cell Max? Uh, fucking, uh, uh, 
the marker comes up of the uh, special being. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a pretty cool, mo- cool moment. Like, I mean, look. All right, let's go back to the movie. I'm gonna give you my thoughts real okay. quick. So, you know, trailer did it no justice because from the get go, it's kind of like it appears that it's gonna be a Gohan Center movie. When you actually watch the movie. You come to realize that it's a it's a Piccolo story. Oh man. yeah, it's a very much Piccolo story. Like so, Gohan's a side character. And and I've always loved um, when they give secondary characters like the the light man, or the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people hate the the episodes leading up to the tournament of power because you know I mean it is kind of bullshit. You know, like Goku goes looks for him, they like throw hands, and then all of a sudden they, you know they reached like a new power level mm-hmm. you know the whole krillin thing i thought was bullshit but wait what krillin thing which part because the whole fucking episode about krillin when he's like afraid of uh fighting or whatever oh yeah krillin's never been really been afraid that much like yeah he's like nervous but he's does not so afraid he's not gonna fight and i think i mentioned it to you before that the one thing that i love about krillin is that even though he knows he's gonna fucking potentially die mm-hmm. he's still your bro like he's still got your back Mm-hmm. He's still there, like, to the fucking end, bro. And that episode kind of just threw all that shit out the window. But anyway. Yeah. So what I was trying to say is, like, I love episodes where we see the other characters. We don't we don't talk about Goku, or it's not necessarily a Goku-centered episode. Not even a Vegeta episode. Um, but I like the fact that, you know, we had a Tien episode. Uh, Tien is probably one of the, in my opinion, he should have been one of the finalists in the, in the Tournament of Power just because of the sheer amount of fucking techniques that this guy has the four witches technique the fucking uh what is it when he splits himself in like multiple tns um he can also grow arms yeah well that's yeah that's the four witches technique oh, okay um but like he's you know he's like an actual martial artist mm-hmm. i guess like we kind of deviated from that whole aspect in dragon ball z but tn um, he has so much fucking potential. He was kind of holding back uh, in perfect cell for a good while, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a character that's kind of underused, to be honest. Like, if you look back at his history and, like, everything, like, that that motherfucker is a warrior. You know, he is, like, a legitimate warrior. Isn't the story of TN that, like, he was... His third eye wasn't there, but he awakened his third yeah, eye. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and and yeah. that's, like, early on in Dragon Ball mm-hmm. lore, bro. You know, but, like, I think at that point, it was him as a fucking teenager. Like, he unlocked that fucking potential on his own, mm-hmm. you know. And then he just grew from there. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, like, can, I can tell you why TN's being held back. Oh, my God. Here we go. Chatsu. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> if Chatsu wasn't with him 24-7, TN would be, like, like a god. He, he would get Ultra Instinct before Goku. He, honestly... If anyone should get like a new fucking power level or form, mm-hmm. I would have picked him before Piccolo. And not that I'm hitting Piccolo because he's actually a really cool character. But you know, just based on everything I just mentioned, like he's he had so much potential. He's he's I mean, hell, dude, he's got his own uh, martial arts school now apparently. Mm-hmm. So like he he stayed on that like martial artist life, you know. Um, and yeah, I would have chosen him to uh, be a good leader. As a matter of fact, he would have made a better strategist than fucking Gohan did in the Tournament of Power. Yeah, probably. I kind of felt like Gohan was a bit pointless in there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 
He so, was. He was just. I don't. I do not remember one thing. He I did. feel like they just fucking gave him. Uh, Goku just gave him a spot just because it's his son. Mm. And uh, but if you want to get triggered, in in my personal opinion, I would have gone with Yamcha uh, as opposed to Gohan. And that. And but that's not the fact that I hate Gohan. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the fact that Yamcha is, is a really good fighter. It, not anymore. Didn't he give up after he got um, fucked up by uh, Android Twenty or Doctor Zero? He kind of did, but that doesn't alter the fact that, like, he, like, because I've been rewatching Dragon Ball Super. You mm-hmm. know? Like, as a matter of fact, that's what we were watching right before I left the house today. Um, I'm sorry, dude. But up to that <laughs> point, uh, he's, he mentions to Beerus how, like, you know, he's still training and all that stuff. He, make, he makes a remark about that. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I guess he kind of took a break from it mm-hmm. or whatever. But then, like, if you go back and, and watch, you know, the tournament of power arc or everything leading up to it you know he wants to be asked to be in the in the tournament you mm-hmm. know he i think at even at one point he even mentions that he's he's training who is all in the tournament power so we got obviously goku vegeta gohan tian yancha roshi 17 18 18 frieza. krillin and frieza was krillin in it yeah okay yeah he's the first one i got taken out <laughs> yeah i would say actually having frieza in it was pretty cool uh, so. Dude, just having Roshi, man. I, mm-hmm. I always... I don't know. I like a lot of the secondary characters. What, Tien versus Roshi. What about it? Who do you think would win? Um, I think we kind of had a similar discussion, me and Jordan, at one point. You know, back when, like, uh, Dragon Ball Super was kind of like a... I guess still coming out, like, every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were always coming up with theories. And, and at one point, I did make the, the point, I guess... That um, when the Goku Black story arc was happening, I'm like, you know what? There is one thing that uh, they can do against him. Because, you know, they mentioned how he's fucking unkillable or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I mentioned it, uh, the evil containment wave. It Because mm-hmm. King Piccolo, at one point, he was believed to be unbeatable. Mm-hmm. So they sealed him off. They couldn't beat him, so they're going to trap him. And then next thing you know, like a couple episodes later... Oh, they're gonna learn the fucking evil containment wave. I'm like, mm-hmm. and uh, I've always said that, like, even though Master Roshi is old, that motherfucker's got so many techniques that are just off the wall. Like, even in Dragon Ball, he has so many like random shit that he was throwing out there, you know, because he had experience. Um, and he mentions that during the Tournament of Power when he's fighting that bird guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "You may be younger, stronger than me, but you lack the experience." And I thought that was a pretty cool thing, you know, because it's true he's he's old he's not as spry as like the fucking teenager bird guy that he was fighting he's not as powerful but he's got more experience in fighting so and he's been around longer than tn so if it came down to like i guess sheer skill level like skills i would say roshi would probably beat him on the long run yeah i agree with that do you have any favorite moments in Super? I have two. Um, I can tell mine first. You want to tell yours? Go ahead. The I guess the one one of them is whenever the he's fighting Goku's fighting hit for the first time, and he does a you know Kaioken times ten, you know Super Saiyan Blue. That was pretty badass. So there was that. Um, it was whenever he um, he froze time or he broke through time. Makes no fucking sense. <laughs> but <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. But that moment was amazing, and that was it. But the uh, 
the, my, I would say my number one moment is actually episode 11 when he's fighting Beerus. And it's whenever um, Goku's talking about he wants the power of a god and Beerus is just like, you don't know what it's like to be a god. Like, this this too much for you. I actually just watched it. That's the one we watched yeah. before he's like, he, came he, over. He's like, uh, you, you don't know what it's like to be a god. Like, um, you can't handle this. And we, in the middle of that, he's like, I'll show you where the power of a god is. And he like, grabs him by the face and he's like going all the way down. And as he's like flying down, Goku's just kind of you know helpless at this point. And Goku's, I mean, Beerus is just like, "This is what you want. This is the kind of power you want. This is what's going to happen when you, you know, face someone like me. You, you're worthless, basically." And he just fucking takes him all the way down to the ground. I think he, I'm not sure, but he might do a blast in his face. Why he does it? But he shoots him on the ground, or he like pretty much from space coming all the way yeah. down and hitting like the ground and just that was such a fucking hardcore god, thing to god watch, that was bro. so good lie. i got chills watching that for the first time i feel like uh, my personal favorite moments would um just that whole beer is arc man really um because i feel like beer is um whenever he was first introduced he he was portrayed as the fucking deity that he is mm-hmm. man like up to this point you know we really never seen anyone that powerful, and the the thing that makes him scary is that uh, he could flip out on anybody at any moment mm-hmm. and just destroy everything. But what makes it even scarier is that we have no idea what his actual true power is. Mm-hmm. You know, and which I think is good because that that kind of keeps him uh, as a deity. You know, that, that kind of like keeps him more uh, mysterious. You know, like it, you kind of respect the character a little more because. You know what he can do, but you don't know what all he can do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that whole, you know, the way they played out Beerus in the beginning, like I feel like that was really badass. Uh, what do you know the deal with uh, Black Frieza? I saw things here and there, but I've been trying to stay away from spoilers so much that like, as soon as I see something, like, nope, I ain't fucking clicking on this. I'm yeah, gonna wait. I, th- that's how I am too, basically. That's why I was asking you. Like, I don't know anything about it, but I feel like I spoiled so freeze. many things. Uh, oh yeah, we keep getting sidetracked. But going back to the movie, that's one of the things that I avoided so much, like mm-hmm. spoilers, because I know it came out in Japan like a month earlier. And by then, like, everywhere I looked on social media, there's always, like, people with video clips, you know, mm-hmm. that they took at the movie theaters. And I'm like, nope. Like, I knew about... Uh, <laughs> what the, the fuck that was? That? I have no idea. It was the government. Bush. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> no, but, uh, like, I knew about uh, Cell Max before, like, you know, I got a chance to actually see it in, in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I got, like, I got to see, like... Piccolo's transformation and Gohan, and that kind of did kill the movie a bit for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't see the transformations, but I did hear about Cell Max. You know, so, so I was just it kind of killed like major points. Uh, but anyway, um, I love the fact that it was a Piccolo story. Uh, I love the fact that everything that I bitched about, uh, you know, as far as Gohan goes, Piccolo was bitching about. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's lacked in his training. This motherfucker has the potential, but he fucking doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of he chews him out. Pretty hard. Dude, the, everything that I've said for years, mm-hmm. like uh, even my wife turns to me and she's like, "Everything you said, like Pickle has been pointing out, like because it's true." Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. Um, but yeah, like uh, at the end of the day, honestly, like CGI, I it kind of grew on me just watching the movie. But it's not something that I would like to see consistently. Yeah, for sure. Like, I've tried to watch other anime CGI stuff before, and it just doesn't work. Dragon Ball is by far, like, the best one I've seen. And I think I think the reason they did it 
I don't, I'm not sure that do you have my fucking cat yeah <laughs> Jesus but um <laughs> he's going on he's got strong on. opinions about this topic bro <laughs> no, <right? laughs> he's just going at it I don't even remember what I was saying damn um, uh, CGI <laughs> yeah, yeah I think the reason great. they did it is cause um, of the Burley movie they did small parts of CGI and honestly the Burley parts of CGI was like badass like my favorite part in the Burley movie was when we see that first person perspective when it's beating the shit out of Goku mm-hmm. I think. Well, it might have been Vegeta but it goes into like a first person perspective from uh, Broly's point of view mm-hmm. and you see him fucking throwing like punch after punch and sending that motherfucker flying back further mm-hmm. like I thought that was a really cool point of view dude Broly's by far the best movie so far Broly is by far the best fucking secondary character we got now that's mm-hmm. been canon I guess now I always liked Broly but I think I like the new Broly way oh yeah cause Broly. the old Broly I mean he's cool his, his design and stuff but he has no personality and that, but the new one I like does. everything about the new one I like the personality I like the design yeah I, you know, I like that uh, you know he's the, just the fucking sheer monstrosity of a power that he fucking holds man it's, it's amazing mm-hmm. you know seeing him holding his fucking own against like Super Saiyan God Vegeta on his fucking base form you yeah. know that's, that was yeah. pretty cool dude um yeah Dragon Ball Super uh, Superhero um I liked it better than I thought I would. Just because it, it, you know, once I watched it, I'm like, oh, it's not a Gohan movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's actually a Piccolo movie. What I heard, who's that guy who does the drawings for the manga now? For uh, Toriyama? Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't think so. Akori uh, Toriyama doesn't do the super drawings. Yeah, or, like Toyotaro or something? Yeah, yeah, him. So, well, this is what I heard. The Super movie was supposed to be just a Piccolo movie. That's what Toriyama said. He's like, hey, this is my next idea. This is the next movie. And Torotaro was actually one that fought back against it, trying to get Gohan in there. And, like, talking about how, like, you know, Gohan's not used. But he's saying, hey, all, you know, we should make it, put Gohan in this since we're doing Piccolo because they're so close together. And that's how Cell came about and everything else. So, originally, I think it was just supposed to be Piccolo and that was it. Which I don't know what they would have done. I like with that, that they brought in. Uh, well, I didn't mean to cut you up, but oh, I like good. that they brought in eighteen and Krillin. I like that they brought in. Uh, um, I guess. Um, Gohan, I guess, kind of like at the end, you mm-hmm. know, he became. I wouldn't say more likable character, but he actually did put in some work. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, the design, I, I, it's atrocious, man. I don't like it. it, it lo- he looks like a fucking troll doll. Bro. <laughs> that is true. Did you say for the post credit scene? I didn't. But I did. I heard. Man. I heard what it happened. I did. It was kind of fucking weird, man. Have Vegeta actually won, right? Technically, he won. He managed to like, I guess, land a hit and not get so. T- or he wasn't the first one to basically get tired out. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I thought, what I thought it was fucking weird was uh, Broly watching the whole thing and he's fucking crying. Like, wait, he was crying? Yeah, it's like he's looking. He's, he's got tears and shit. And uh, what's the lemo, the little alien guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's sitting next to Broly. He's fucking crying. Like they just saw the most beautiful fucking thing in the world. Oh, like they're so amazed mm-hmm. that they literally have tears rolling down their fucking face. Uh, that I was like, what the fuck was that all about? Like, you know, I, I don't know. I just never expected Broly to. Do some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, See, fucking. he has heart too, man. 
I, I mean, he's got personality <laughs> now. Yeah. He was a fucking one-dimensional character back in uh, yeah. Dragon Ball Z days. He looks cool. That's about it. Yeah. He's very strong. I yeah, guess. I mean, but um, I like the fact that they brought, you know, the giant Piccolo, giant making thing yes, back. Yes, that, was, that cool. was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really care so much for Cell, to be honest. No. It's never one of my favorite characters, first of all. He's okay, but... I would say of all the sale forms, the second one is by far my least favorite. I just, I never really cared for him. Yeah. I felt like uh, that whole saga dragged on way too fucking long, in my opinion. And it kind of like, if I was to like sell at one point, it kind of killed it for me. I think that saga was just too much of, oh, no, he's the bad guy. Actually, he is. No, he is. Because first year, 17, 18. Actually, no, it was Dr. Jero. No, you know. And then it was, I think it was Cell after that, so. But yeah, I mean, I feel, they could have brought back any character but Cell, but on that same, uh, on that same fucking side, I guess, they could have created any original character. Mm -hmm. It's just cannon fodder at that point. It's just Mm -hmm. an excuse for going to power up, really. Yeah, I I am, I get the whole bringing back the, the original stuff, whatever, Fraser was okay. I think sales a bit much. I don't think we really needed a sale. I, I would have been okay to have something like sale and say, you know, it's kind of made the same way as him. So because similarities. I, thought, or I originally thought they were gonna do something like that because you know, I heard something about like, oh, you know, the this is gonna kind of tie in with Doctor Jero and mm-hmm. like androids and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, you know, maybe they'll do something like sale. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want them. I didn't want them sale. to actually bring back Cell, bro. Yeah. At that point, when I found that it was Cell, like, eh. I don't even know if it's really Cell. He was just like uh, Angry Beast. And then beast. they did the same shit in the movie because you thought the the fucking androids, the Gamma 1 and 2 were the enemies. Mm-hmm. And oh no, it turns out it's uh, fucking, uh, what is it, uh, Cell Max or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck they call it. I don't think they really made them the enemies, but in the trailer it seemed like it was. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the yeah. trailer, that's one, of the, that's one of the many trailers that I've seen. Mm-hmm. That do not do the actual movie justice, you know. That and any movie really. I'm not, not Dragon Ball specific. Like one of the ones that I was talking about is John Wick. You know. Okay, speaking of my kid, I took my kid to go see it, right? And um, he, I showed him some Gohan clips and stuff beforehand. I'm trying to hype him up and stuff. And I, I, I get them all hyped up, and I'm showing these, showing these clips, especially Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, you know. And then I was like, this is him as a kid. He knows him as a kid because he's, he's been watching Dragon Ball, but he's still in the Saiyan arc, I think, or just got past it. Either way, Gohan's still a kid, so he doesn't know adult Gohan. Anyway, we, we end up watching it, and I, I, I did show him Super Saiyan 2 before we watched, but he's still a teenager. And I told him he's like adult now. And even though they say Gohan all the way through the movie, like afterwards, I got gas after the movie, and he goes, I thought Gohan was going to be in it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, like there, there was Gohan. I showed him. He's like, no, you're you're kidding me. He still doesn't believe me. He still doesn't believe that was Gohan. I'm like, no, that was Gohan. I wish I could have that mentality, man. I thought <laughs> Gohan was gonna be in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought, no, I was. Actually, I explained to him that yeah, that's Gohan. He's like, nah, that's not Gohan. I know what Gohan looks like. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I didn't give up. No, he likes watching Dragon Ball. He he really likes Naruto too. But Dragon Ball, the uh, he really likes. Um, let's see. I think besides Goku, I'm not sure. There goes my cat again. Jesus. Is the cat or is the kids upstairs? The the shit is this kid upstairs? 
The meowing is me. <laughs> I hope it's not you, bro. <laughs> we have a cat named Leonard, and if he wants something, he's just extremely annoying. That's every cat, man. It's str- no, that's why I fucking. We got cats, two other bro. cats. Jasmine is a bitch. Baby man is just a it, fucking weirdo. It still sounds like a cat to me. Like and, every fucking cat. Everything you describe just describes every fucking cat. Nah, Leonard is just. If we could get rid of him, honestly, and I wouldn't bet it. I just. <laughs> I tell him multiple times. That's I'm like, how I feel about Crackhead. I'm man. like <laughs> my sister's dog. Mm-hmm. Well, his name is Dante, but we fucking call him Crackhead because he. He's a fucking crackhead. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that he's been doing lately is he's been escaping the backyard like so uh, much. Uh, but other than that, we got him fixed because mm-hmm. you know there's a whole fucking story to that. But the point is we got him fixed, and allegedly that's supposed to kind of calm his ass down or whatever. It, it fucking didn't matter to him. It, it didn't matter that he got his fucking ball snipped. Like he's probably more mad. Uh, it, he's probably, he's, what he does to show his fucking uh, dominance, mm-hmm. you know, like dogs pee on everything. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker takes shits. <laughs> he takes it a step further, bro. He's been escaping the fence looking for his balls, man. He's been he, escaping the fence just because he can, and he knows that he can. Do you know where it's coming from? Uh oh. So you know, like we have that other bigger dog. Mm-hmm. So what this motherfucker does. Because uh, we've actually witnessed it, or not witnessed it, we found the clues, like, twice already. We tied up the big dog, and we tied up uh, Crackhead separate, you know, like, far, like, on the other side of the mm-hmm. yard. And uh, somehow Crackhead will find a way to get out. He goes to the big dog and chews up the collar <laughs> to get him loose. And uh, he gets the bigger dog to dig a hole like uh, under the fence so they can get away and it's i patched so many fucking holes it's not even funny but it, we've actually come across that scenario at least two times because uh, just today we got another fucking collar for the big dog yeah damn <laughs> the, he's smart man that, that little fucker is smart it's just he's a fucking crackhead <laughs> man is there like catnip for dogs I don't know. I don't. Uh, there probably is. Or edibles or something. <laughs> I'd like to give him some to see what it'd be like. I know whenever he broke into your house <laughs> illegally without your permission to go in your backyard. Yeah, that's usually how you break into houses <laughs> without permission. Yeah. The, per- the big you just get invited. Dude, that little dog had me shit bricks. Because you have that big dog. And he was pretty cool. But when that little dog started like going crazy, that big dog started going a little crazy. No, that motherfucker rules over the big dog. I'm yeah. Tell you that. So if the little dog does not like you, mm-hmm. he'll do his dog thing and mm-hmm. rile up the bigger dog to get on on his side. Dude, it was scary. Like we were in the middle of the fence. Like he, they were pretty much okay. And then when, by the time we got in the middle of the fence, he started going crazy. And, and then big dog, me and Jordan's like, dude, dude, like, oh, yeah. dude, we, yeah, it was uh, it was a scary sight. How the fuck did we get so sidetracked, man? <laughs> <laughs> Dogs and Dragon Ball. And, and, so oh, Majin Buu had a dog. True, I guess. Yeah. And it died, and that's what created Super Buu. And right. Super Buu made Evil Buu. And now we got uh, Gohan with fucking troll hair. But yeah, my thoughts is like the movie was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fact that it was a Piccolo story, not a Gohan story. Uh, I hate Gohan's transformation. 
I'm not too fond of Piccolo's look. He just looks bulky as shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do like the fact that they finally gave the man uh, a new power level. Mm -hmm. I feel like he deserved it, and by that means, I feel like most any other secondary character deserves it. How long? How strong is that power level, though? Like, it's. I I don't think it's been explained like yet, mm -hmm. but I feel like in future arcs we're actually probably gonna see uh, uh, this actual potential. Because the one thing that I did think was bullshit as far as new power level goes, uh, how fucking number seventeen could throw hands with super saiyan blue because he fought animals in the island or whatever I mean, it makes sense it does not make <laughs> fucking sense bro. dude imagine could you fight a boar could you fight your cat could, for could, like could seven you, years no, and could, be stronger probably but could you fight no. a boar could you fight a boar if a boar meet one-on-one -on -one with a boar i'd knock that son of a bitch out bro you think so i think so how much of a challenge do you think it'd be it'd be a fucking challenge okay so say if he kept doing that for 17 years You'd be a lot stronger, huh? A lot better. No. Yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you Not would. to the point where I'm going to throw hands with fucking Super Saiyan Blue. Bro, you could you could take out a guard at that point. Which, you know, on a similar note, there was a man who fought fucking oh. bears. <laughs> Can I get sidetracked again? Oh, yeah, we're getting <laughs> So I'm going to tell you a work story, okay? Get the fuck out, bro. <laughs> um, I rode with somebody Saturday, okay? I'm out here in Rome. And um, I'm delivering in Rome. And I'm being trained right now. I'm at a new place. And uh, this guy goes, I'm training. He goes, oh, man, this is the governor apartments. Um, just don't get shot. I'm like, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I, it's number, I'm a, maybe I shouldn't say the number, but it's on the third floor. I'll say that. And to go into the house, you're like out on the balcony. And I go, I have this small package. And then I, I'm at the door and I ring the bell and I'm sitting there for a minute. And I'm just like kind of walking this dude just eyeballing me hard on the side. And he's just like shaking his head at me. Just. <laughs> <The fuck? laughs> I know. And I'm mean, just shaking his head. He's he's making eye contact and he's shaking his head. I'm just like, okay. And I rang the board. I rang again. And then I knock. Whatever. And then someone on the ground floor, because I'm on the balcony, right? And someone like over there by the grass on the, on the first floor. And he goes, hey. Hey. I'm like, yes. He goes, she ain't going to answer. I'm like, wow. It's like, she deceased. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she deceased. I'm like, oh, when did that happen? And she's like, I don't know. They found the body last night. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> and I'm over here with this package. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. And I go back to the guy. And the dude's been walking with me just about every time, right? You know, just what's that? This time he sent me on my own. So I go back to the truck and I'm just like... That makes sense, man. He told you not to get shot and he was smart enough to stay in the fucking truck. Yeah. Bro. And I open the door and he's like with the pack... And I had the package in him with my hand and he's just like, why well, you got to get the package still? And he's just like, what happened? I'm like, dude, don't ever send me out my own bump out here again. And I just tell him like, you know, she's deceased and whatnot. And he's like, well, shit. I was like, I don't want to put a code on this because we got to put codes on if we take them back. He's like, not in like <laughs> forever <laughs> like what do you put on this and i know it's bad to laugh at that but i mean like you delivered her package who someone is gone now and you're just like what the fuck do i do yeah it's been interesting just a few weeks ago or not even a few weeks ago i've only been there for two weeks a few days ago probably i actually went to a gas station and 
I was just showing off these magic, magic tricks I used to do back in high school. Oh, my God. I, I think I remember you mentioned yeah. something about I want to be a magician. Yeah, I don't want to be a magician, but I like, like blowing people's minds. It's fun. But anyway, I was, do- I was doing a, a trick that, with a jacket, right? And I had a table next to me. I even had my drink on it. And um, dudes, like if you... <laughs> I'm, I'll mention it. So the... So the truck we had was messed up and it couldn't go in park. And so it, he had to stay in neutral. So he was staying with the truck <laughs> to keep it from like rolling anywhere. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that was, that was a thing. So he was, he couldn't be next to me, but I was like pretty far away from him. I had a table and at the table, uh, I was showing him, like, he's like, Oh, watch this trick. And I got, um, the, but I put the jacket on and I, so I put my hands down like this. When I put my hands down, my hands are down on the table and I'm looking to my left sideways. Right. And then he, we've been fucking with each other all day. Like me and this dude. He goes, dude, fucking run. And I'm like, nah. And I just like slowly turn my head. And as I like turn my head, there's just like a shit ton of wasps. Like all <laughs> over the place, dude. And I started, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And I started, like, I started to like run a little bit. And as I'm trying to get out, I just felt like fucking sting, sting, sting. I'm like, fuck, fuck. And I was just like. I took the jacket off because I was scared there's one of them in the jacket. I'm over throwing it, uh, throwing it. I don't know whose jacket it was. It was a jacket we found. but <laughs> It wasn't even your jacket. <laughs> no, it, was oh, dude, it was in the truck, but I want to use it for the magic trick. But yeah, I just threw it on the ground. I'm just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then I was just like, man, that shit hurts. You know, I'm showing him. He's like, you allergic? I was like, I have no idea. I've never been stung before. <laughs> we'll see in about five minutes. <laughs> and bro. that same guy, that same dude had a fucking nosebleed. Like, uh, it was a shit day. He had a huge nose. I got pictures. I can show you. <laughs> I'm good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, driving his truck, and he's, like, holding his hand up, and there's just blood everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy time. Crazy day. Yeah. But, sorry, yeah, I, I was just thought about how the last day I was at work, I delivered a package to someone who was deceased, and it was a very art, awkward... Should have man. Awkward experience. Yeah, I was like, is this package up for grabs? No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, we came back and we tore the terminal. Like, hey, what are we, what are we supposed to put on this? He's like, I don't know. Bad address? <laughs> <laughs> they moved permanently. Like, I don't know. So. Should have dropped it off to the cemetery, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we started actually making, not jokes about that, but jokes about something else. I would tell you after the podcast, because I think it's a bit too much for the podcast. Oh, <laughs> if you want to just want to remind me. Uh, oh, it's pretty man. good though. But we've been going for like an hour and twenty-one minutes. You want to cut it? Oh uh, yeah. Got any topics you want to talk about? Well, we could go for at least another ten minutes. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. You got anything else you want to add um, before we? The you're not into Game of Thrones, though, right? Because I, I was telling you about the House of Dragon thing. Nah, not really. Are you gonna watch it? Not really. Damn. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> the last episode, episode three of the House of Dragon, the one we watched, I haven't been really into it that much. One and two, don't tell her. But episode three, the ending of three was actually fucking badass. So I'm just gonna give you some context. They're in a war with these other people on. Um, it's like the sea, but they're hiding in caves. They're trying to get them out of the caves, but they can't get them out. And um. It's just a big war that and they they don't know how to get them out and um the the king's brother has been fighting this war and this war's been going on for about two years like they've been in battle for like two years they basically and they just can't there's no winner 
anyway, after a while, the king says he's going to send help to his brother, finally, right? And um, the brother is, like, very hot-headed and whatnot. But when he gets the word, the messenger comes and tells him, like, hey, I'm sending you help. The brother sees it and just fucking beats the shit out of the messenger. Like, beats the living fucking shit out of him. Like, very brutal. And then he goes out. This motherfucker goes out into a boat, a straw boat, going to the, the battle scene by himself, like, without anybody. And he puts up, like, a white flag. And the white flag, all the people start coming out of the cave. And this is, like, the leader, you know, of the other team. Like, the brother, you know, he's the brother's, uh, king's brother. So... He puts the right flag, and so they start to get him. And when he, when he's, they start to get him, he like it's a trick. So he just pours out a sword, stabs the dude, and then like the whole army just starts running at this dude. And not only that, they have archers on top of the caves, so they're like shooting a bunch of archers. And so it's like a, like raining arrows just flying through the air, coming down at this one guy. And he, the the, the king's brother. It's just running. It's like Assassin's Creed or some shit. Like, he's just running straight to, like, the leader, the other leader who's behind this army. So he's just running through. He's, like, just fucking taking out people out, like, one by one, fucking, like, Assassin's Creed style. But meanwhile, like, arrows are raining. He's getting fucked up, too. He's getting arrows in his side. He's, like, limping and shit. But ends up doing it. And it was badass. It's like a one-man army shit, but believable. It wasn't like super overpowered. Like this dude also got really fucked up. He's at the end. He's just like that has blood and guts all over him, and just it's it was crazy. Pretty cool. Uh, I'll probably look up that scene. <laughs> yeah, that I don't think I'm gonna watch. It, it, it's it's pretty cool. It's a lot of the um the move the show whatever is a lot of like politics. So I got a question for you. Speaking of shows and movies, have you seen any shows or movies here recently that... I binge-watched the shit out of uh, season five of Cobra Kai last night. And how was that? No, I uh, felt like it had some good points. I feel like the previous seasons were probably a little, bit, a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still not clear whether there's going to be a season six or not by the end of it. It's just kind of... The last episode, I feel like like it didn't resolve much. It mm-hmm. just kind of, in a way, just kind of ended Give me one minute. Welcome, <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> so, uh... I'm not redoing the whole thing. No, we're not. I'm just gonna let you... Damn, this has been a while since this happened. I'm an amateur again. So, um... We lost about an hour of footage. Oh, my goodness. Remember I told you, like, we should hear beeping every 30 minutes? It's like an hour and 30 minutes almost, and I'm like, I've not heard a beep once. And then I, then I remembered, like, shit, I, I set the timer, but I didn't push start on it. <laughs> Oops. So, we got 30 minutes of footage, and then probably like an hour. I hope you did <laughs> record on that thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never <laughs> fucked up on recording. But, yeah, on that. No, actually, it wasn't too long ago. It was, it was some episode where I just actually ran out of space on my camera and lost about, like, 30 minutes or something like that. So, not too bad. But, damn, dude, I'm over here fucking being an amateur and shit. Anyways, uh, <laughs> play Evil Dead, man. Give it a shot. How how is it? It's uh, it's pretty fun. Like it, you know, for I'm gonna say at least a year, maybe over a year, we played uh, Friday the Thirteenth like every fucking day, me and the wife mm-hmm. and my siblings, 
and because uh, that, that was a really fun game in my opinion it was simple mm -hmm. and that's what made it fun uh, Evil Dead is basically that but as opposed to Friday the 13th you don't feel helpless it's more like action in it man like you know you have uh, more ways to defend yourself uh, the I mean, real. I could give you the rundown of like how the game goes, like real quick. Yeah, you because know, I wouldn't be spoiling anything. There's like no story. There is like little missions that you do, like single player, but it's not uh, anything that's gonna impact the game. Mm -hmm. So, in the first part, you gotta collect three map pieces, and uh, you only get one at a time. And you know you gotta wait for the uh, narrator or whatever. To kind of drop the clue where it is, like in what area of the map. So, as you're making your way to the area, you can collect, you know, different weapons. Or uh, every game you collect, uh, Pink Fox. That's the name of the drink. Uh, it, it comes from the TV show. They call it a Pink Fox, <laughs> okay. and it's apparently like, uh, like a mixture of like alcohol and like a shit ton of ketamine. Mm -hmm. So it's like a really powerful like you know drink to fuck you up that's why it's called pink fuck mm. so but in the game they call pink apps you know anyway so what those do is uh they give you like um i guess it's, it's got a little bit of like an rpg element i guess because you can level up certain things certain abilities so you know the more you collect the more you can level up certain skills like melee or uh, range or fear or whatever um so you have a fear meter and when it goes up, the guy that's playing as a demon, he can possess your character. So, Wait, the, the guy you're playing as what? Yeah, uh, so there's a guy that plays as the bad guy, like the demon. Mm -hmm. Kind of like in Friday the 13th, how one guy plays Jason. Mm -hmm. So when your fear goes up, the demon player can possess your character. So he'll possess him, and depending on, on how he builds his, uh, his skills... Um, and they reset like every game, so it's not like you're gonna keep it, you know, mm -hmm. for games or whatever. Um, depending on how he builds his demon, he could possess you for like a, a good while, or uh, it'll be one of those things where like maybe after a few seconds it's gone. Um, so when he when he takes over your body, he has full control of like your character. You know, he could attack the other players and all that stuff. Does, so, does the players know he, uh, you're yeah. under control? Uh, yeah, your uh, portrait, your character portrait, where it has uh, your health gauge and everything. Mm -hmm. You see, you actually see like all the players' uh, life gauges and stuff. And so, like, whenever you're possessed, like your portrait changes into like a demon version of you. Mm -hmm. And so, and also like in game, um, the the character himself like changes, you know. But uh, so it, it's kind of like relatively easy to. Uh, uh, get the demon player like out of the the other player's body. Mm -hmm. You just gotta beat the crap out of him. <laughs> but I mean, it sounds kind of easy. But like I said, depending on the demon build, it could be a little more difficult. So not only that, but he can summon uh, basic units and elite units, and they basically just come after. It's like bots coming after you. So he can also possess those, and when he reaches a certain level. He can summon a boss character. So once you find all the pieces, um, they tell you where the the two items you need to collect are. So you got to go to those areas, and it's like a tower defense type thing where like 
you go and activate the it's a dagger and, and pages so either you activate the dagger or the pages and you got to kind of hold your ground for like you know a few minutes and during the whole time the demon player is like summoning he gets like unlimited fucking power mm-hmm. so he can summon like a, a ton of like units uh, he can bring in the boss if he's leveled up that far and set up like traps and stuff and the traps uh, basically like when you run into him it'll just unleash more fucking demons on you but you know it's like a four player game and mm-hmm. you got different classes you got um, leaders you got warriors hunters and support and support they're your healers you know so like I play support I play Pablo and um, I feel like support after the patch like a few days ago I feel like they're kind of worthless now but as support you know whenever you pick up a health item and and you like drink it because your health items are sodas Mm -hmm. whenever you drink a soda and you're close to like your teammates they all heal you know oh yeah so that's kind of your job and when somebody goes down unlike Friday the 13th you can actually bring them back so if somebody goes down they start bleeding out you can go and, and pick them back up if they die you can collect their soul and go to um, uh, like an altar and bring them back hmm. so it, it's there, it's pretty fun like you actually don't feel helpless uh, unlike Friday the 13th where you kind of just gotta hide and Every now and then you'll hit Jason. Is that still going, or is they take the servers I, down? I think it is because it's a free game now on on the new PlayStation thing. I saw that and I was like, damn, I thought the servers were down. Uh, it's more like peer to peer now. The servers are are not uh, dedicated servers anymore, mm-hmm. but it's more like peer to peer. Like if you if you find other people that are playing, I guess you connect with them or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how that works exactly, but um, I feel like this game is doing everything Friday the 13th did that was good and made it kind of better. Which is good, because Friday the 13th was really good, but it just got held back by that fucking lawsuit, and it couldn't do anything. They killed it, like, before it took off, man. Yeah. And so, like, but yeah, you know, you collect the pages, you collect the dagger, and then you gotta uh, fight the dark ones, which is, like, it'd be the equivalent of, like, uh, like a big tower, you know? Mm-hmm. And what it is is, like, four giant demons... And they kind of surround uh, the book of the dead, and you gotta take him out, you know. And like I said, during the that, during the whole time, the guy that's playing the demon is, is trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got to get a uh, demonic energy. That's like his power or whatever. He's got to collect so many orbs so he can summon troops and and do other stuff. Like they each demon has different abilities. Um, so once you take out the dark ones. You got to protect the book from being destroyed. And then if you succeed, that's the end of the game. So in every game, it's like that, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it just follows that same uh, uh, gameplay, I guess, mechanic. And it's a simple game. It's just, um, it's, I'm not going to say better than Friday 13th, but yeah, it's fucking better. I mean, I don't think it'd be too hard just because Friday the 13th just had so many, like, problems with it. Like, it did have a lot of problems. And uh, this one is cross-play. Oh, so you can play, like, Xbox and PC players. That's a game changer right there. Oh, yeah. Um, it's pretty fun, man. If anything, I'd say give it a chance. It's not even a full-price game. I think it's, like, 30 bucks. 
And for 30 bucks, you get both the PS4 and the PlayStation 5 version, mm -hmm. I think. So that's how I got it for uh, me and the wife. I bought it on, I bought the deluxe edition, I think, which it might be like 40 bucks. And, but I, I could download it in two different systems. So when you play with her, are you playing side by side or is she one room and you're in the other? Uh, she's got, well, uh, until today she had her set up in the living room. Mm -hmm. uh, she moved it to the bedroom now, but so like, I'll, you know, I'll play on my TV and she plays on her uh, little setup that she's got on the side. And, uh, but yeah, like. Cause I got an Xbox in here and I like to do something that, like that with her. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, it's crossplay. So I mean, maybe, uh, a way y'all could probably bond it's mm -hmm. it's easy to get into like it's nothing's really complicated about it everything's pretty straightforward yeah she's mm -hmm. really into among us like a lot so i don't know maybe yeah. kind of the same <laughs> i mean it, in a way i guess like you got that one person trying to find you and you're just trying to find a way not to i guess i don't know i just i feel like i, I want to get her into more games if anything uh Watch some gameplay and kind of mm -hmm. make up your own thought. Maybe if it's something that you want to try out or not. But It is something I felt like I want to try out. Because just because it's like I like Friday 13th a lot. But I just can't. I think the glitches is what killed me mainly. Like it was just a lot of glitches. Like yeah. A lot. This one there's not so many glitches. I feel like there, there were some people modding on PC. But I feel like uh, they've been doing a, a fairly decent job at cutting out all that other stuff, like it, on every update. Um, and like I said, they just now got a new DLC for it. Um, I actually made a couple of uh, walkthrough videos for my brothers because they're like, oh, we can't pass the single player missions. So I kind of like did a, a walkthrough in all of them. I saved my gameplay yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was um, for the new single player mission that mm -hmm. came out with the DLC and uh, I managed to pretty much like have it down on the third try I think so um, not trying to get into creating that kind of content but uh, if anything that's kind of uh, like something else you could probably check out if you wanted to. oh yeah uh, but yeah man watch some gameplay it's it's very straightforward very simple it feels a lot like Friday the 13th, um, and every character class has different abilities, and every character has different abilities. So everybody's got like a uh, like a skill, you know. Like Pablo, uh, the character I play the most, his skill is creating amulets. So every like two minutes or so, I can create an amulet, and that's basically like shields. Hmm. So you know, I can hand it to somebody else, or if I use it on myself and they're close by they'll get a portion of that shield, you know. Uh, there's another character that has exorcism abilities. So, like, if you get possessed and I'm playing as that character, I can use my ability and, and like, free you from the demon, like, right away instead of having to beat the shit out of you. Wait, you can just... That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it makes it fair in a way because, like, every ability that you have, mm -hmm. they have cooldown times. Keep explaining. All right. It's paranoid. So yeah, um, well, let's see what's another good ability. Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl's ability, um, she'll set down like a like a healing thing on the ground, mm -hmm. and if you're within the aura, like, you know, you you start healing. 
Uh, the leaders usually, if you're within range of their aura, well, that's just their passive ability. I don't think it's their actual ability, but if you're close to a leader, your uh, melee and, and range attacks, they get boosted up. So it's kind of cool. Like It's kind of an incentive to kind of stick together. Can you kill the person? Or do you have, just have to survive them? Um, you got to survive them. But... Because I know Jason, you can kill him, but yeah, you it's can, you like can kill really hard. Yeah, well, when he brings out the boss character, that's mm -hmm. like his, his strongest ability, I guess. Mm -hmm. When he brings out the boss character, he does a shit ton of damage and all that other stuff. And every boss character also has different abilities. So, uh, obviously, he's going to be a little overpowered. But if you, if you manage to beat him, he can't use that character for, like, I think almost, like, five minutes or something. Not, not five minutes, but for a good while. He can't use him. He can't just, like, you know, spawn him repeatedly. Mm -hmm. So, it's everything has kind of, like, a give and take. You know, so for example, even calling uh, basic units, you know, you can only use the basic units every so often. You can't just summon like unit after unit. You know, and and uh, and also he has to have energy to summon. So I think for the sake of, of argument, I'm gonna say you can summon a unit, or you can set a trap of that same type. Mm -hmm. So if it's a trap, you get more infernal energy, which is what your demon runs on, and that kind of dictates how how much you could do. But uh, if you set a trap, you know you the player has to run into it. And it, but if you choose to just summon the units instead of setting traps, um, well, the traps hard to do, like no, I mean, they're kind of hard to spot sometimes, like because you you see like a little shimmer in the air, like a little mm -hmm. like a ripple like in the air. Um, but if you're not paying attention, you run into them quite often. There's also like the the loot crates. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you got like loot crates every now and then that you find, mm -hmm. and they range in like variety from like common to like rare and all that stuff. And when you open them up, th that's how you get your your drinks that level you up. Mm -hmm. But they also usually have like a weapon, like a. And depending on the crate, you'll get like, for example, one of the weapons is like a like a spike bat. You know, you can find like a common one, which is base. And I think the the orange crates are the more powerful ones. So the you know damage on on that is gonna be better. <laughs> so and um, you said it's Evil Dead, right? Yeah. So do you actually have the guy with the chainsaw hand? Yeah. There's like four versions of. It. Oh, okay. That because. Um, there's one of every class. Mm. You know, there's a support, there's a, a hunter, there's a warrior, and there's a leader. You know, so there's like one of every version, and every one of them has different abilities. So, that's hmm. pretty cool, man. I, if I was you, I'd look out some gameplay and kind of like see what you think about it. I will. Because, like I said, like, the just the gameplay loop of like, no, Friday 13th was really fun. Yeah. And I didn't, I did not expect to like it as much as I did at all. But the, yeah, like I said, the glitches just killed it for me. I can't tell you how many times I've won a game or escaped, and then it just freeze. It's just yeah. that happens so many times, and it just it kind of makes me not want to play yeah, no more. I haven't come across many glitches on uh, Evil Dead. That's mm -hmm. not to say that there is none, but I have gotten stuck like climbing a wall, not a wall, like a window. Mm -hmm. I think it's happened twice, uh, but it's it's not something that's that common. I would mm -hmm. say not but not like Friday the Thirteenth. Even if it was, that like at least they can patch it. 
at least they can do stuff. Like prior to, like I said, the, the lawsuit fucked it. Like they they literally yeah. couldn't do anything to I it. I think last time I got uh, kind of like glitched into a window. Mm-hmm. Like I jumped over it, and all of a sudden it's like my character gets sucked back into the window, mm-hmm. and then I can't move. Like I can I can move, but I just can't escape that that uh, window or whatever. So the only way that I could think of, because uh, I could still pick up stuff that was around me, and it's the same button that uh, I used to like drive the cars. Or get in a car, and I told uh, my wife, I'm like, hey, uh, bring a car, park it next to the window, and I'm going to see if I can, like, glitch out of this, like, mm-hmm. get into it. And that's how, like, I got out of it. She, uh, yeah, she just brings in the car, and I see the prompt come up. I hit it, and my character goes into the car. I was free. It's it's fun, man. It, it's fun when you got people to play with, just like mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. And even the random people you play with, I feel like there was a lot of the toxic people on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this game, like, I really haven't encountered many, like, toxic people. I would say, like, one of my favorite moments of Friday 13th, I was Jason. And this actually happened to, like, me. Okay. So, but still, it was like, uh, you can hear people talk to each other. And we, when the, when the, if you're Jason, the closer you get to somebody, the the better you can hear them type of thing, right? Anyway, these two guys were in the house, and they're talking to each other. And they're like, uh, hey, man, hey, he's coming, he's coming. You know, they're like freaking out. And he's like, where you at? He's like, I'm under the bed. He's like, uh, wait, are you in the same same uh, drawer as me? Whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in the closet right next to you. Whatever. He's like, like wait, we're in party chat, right? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, he was talking like that. And as I was saying, like, oh, we're in party chat, like, I, like, into the bed and nothing happens. And then he started, I, I hear that voices go away, like, you know, they're, they're running away. And they're like, that fucking dumbass fell for it, or whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, that was pretty fucking good. Like, uh, it was pretty fun. What was that lawsuit about anyway? It's basically one of the, like, original writers or something wanted more money. Yeah, and that was something it's, from episode one. Because, like, yeah, from, like, the first movie, he basically claimed that he uh, kind of helped create the mm-hmm. character of Jason. So, like, that's kind of a big thing in Friday the 13th. I mm-hmm. mean, it is sort of like... In the character. Yeah, the main character. And so, because of that, they had to stop anything uh, as far as uh, updates and stuff. Much because, like, um, everyone's so woke. Yeah, like, uh, like until the fucking case was resolved, which I think... Uh, it's, it's not even resolved yet. I don't know. Yeah, think I, don't, I think it's still ongoing. Yeah. Because they actually had a script for a, a new reboot. And they were already casting for it, and mm-hmm. when that shit happened, like they they stopped work on that movie altogether. That's but, one guy's fucking up the whole thing. Jeez. Which fun fact? Technically speaking, Jason is a deadite, which is the things that you fight in Evil Dead. You mm-hmm. fight deadites; they're demons. Yeah, but yeah, watch him be woke and make said Jason. You gonna fight like Jessica and just make him to oh, a girl? And I wouldn't fucking doubt it nowadays, but. That will be a fucking topic for another uh, podcast because I do have plenty to say on that new Resident Evil show mm-hmm. because it's the wokest thing ever, apparently. Okay, yeah. Are you are you want to come back for any more Resident Evil on one and two? Are you still wanting to do a Metal, Metal Gear um, sure, Gamecast? Yeah, I'm down. Um, What's his name? Keeps asking me about it, and I was like, yeah, I can't always forget. Yeah. Um. Well, now that I'm working back at the school, like. I should have a little bit more free time, but I just have to fucking manage it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I definitely still want to do all that. Yeah, like uh, if you can, let me know, because I can set that up for a game cast and whatnot. But yeah, he, 
Um, Nick keeps asking me about it. He's like, uh, I should have some time I, during I my uh, my job. Yeah, to like work on some things, kind of at least some notes or whatever, and I'll let you know when I'm ready. All right, sounds good. I so you want to cut that, it from here? Yeah, we could. We need to cut it. Okay, you go take a whiz. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, that you lost <laughs> an hour of video. Um, that was my fault. I haven't done that in a while, but. You got 30 minutes of, of the beginning and then however much time it is now. But until the next time, this has been the Sexy Raccoon. Jason Lives, also known as, just because of your shirt. Yeah. I keep looking at your shirt every time. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in for the Famous for Nothing podcast. This has been great, fun. I don't know. I'm really bad at intros. I do this every time. But come back for episode 41 it will be a game cast and it's actually resident evil we've already recorded it it's already uploaded i just it's just in the draft because i have to put another episode out which is probably be this one so it'll be episode 41 coming out a week after this one um resident evil 2 so see you then bye I'm gonna go use your cam, bro, and bring me to go. Okay.